Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Best of Five, your weekly FTC talk show where we discuss everything that happened last weekend, that's happening this week, that's happening next weekend, and everything in between. Well, that pretty much covers it, right? It's a special best of five as well this week, because it's the last one before the CPT, so we'll finally have Street Fighter to talk about again. Yeah, that's right. We do have Final Rank coming up this weekend, but it's also a special episode because we have a guest. It's a guy that's been on the show a couple of times already, in yes, fact. Yes, of course. Uh, friend of the show. We're big fans. Um, it's another than Ryan Gutex Gutierrez. Now, some of y'all might be thinking, who... We have our own PogChamp face emote in the chat. Nothing compares to the original. But nothing compares to the original. Shouts to Piazera for uh, the sub. Uh, but when Gutex comes on in about an hour, I want to see some rival emote carnage in that chat between uh, our BOV champ and PogChamp. Yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> and, you know, they face opposite directions so you can make it look like they're kissing. All right. So, tonight on the show, as we always do, we'll have a recap, and that'll be brought to you by none other than Steve, Ace King Offsuit Jerk. There he is. That's a, that's a, that's a powerful point. And we'll all be joined <laughs> for all the lovely <laughs> topics from Mortal Kombat 11 to the Tekken World Tour to the Grand Blue trailer to the Power Rangers full roster being announced by Event Hub's finest... John Velociraptor Guerrero, who has a blurred background. Like how fancy that is. That's I, pretty cool. This is just a setting on Skype that we've been able to do this entire time, as far as I understand it. And uh, we've never done it. So, uh, But it looks way cool. It makes my, uh, I'm at my parents' house right now because I'm... Um, and you're so ashamed that you days. had to blurt out? Yeah, but it, it makes it look super cool. Like, what is it? I don't know. Thank yeah. you, by the, Kwanz by the way, to Kwanzai for the sub. Yes. And die and by sword. Die by sword. Who's and, that guy? And Puzera. And Puzera. We're John. getting the solo John non-clap right now. <laughs> yeah. You Whenever you're ready, Elon, cut to all four of us. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> all right. Um, hey guys, welcome to the show. We have a good one tonight. We're gonna start off like we do every week with a recap. Steve. Uh, do we have to? I guess we do. Yes. You know, that's, that's this is the appetizer, thing, isn't it? Uh, let's kick it off with the Street Fighter League once again. Uh, the Japanese Street Fighter League, powered by Rage, had its final events of the regular season this past weekend, and it was a very good weekend for Itazan. Uh, came in very close to that cut line to make the playoffs. Not only did he make the playoffs, but a 6-0 win over Flame. And then a 6-3 win over Aurora. Aurora getting one back in the crying time match, as it's called, uh, to get uh, the first place spot in the regular season standing. So Itazan's team will face the winner of Nemo and Mago, that semifinal, uh, for the title. And that will take place on March 21st. So uh, that extra match, by the way, is a special rule. If one team gets swept, uh, they have a chance <laughs> to earn three points if they if they have their uh, either their beginner or high class player take on the other team's pro player and win. So all three matches uh, on in round ten ended up with sweeps. All three had. Uh, crying time matches, but Aurora, Nemo's team, the only one able to get uh, extra points. So, 
So congratulations, Itazan Nemo Mago. Your teams are going to play for the championship. Uh, taking it back stateside, we had the second wave of online qualifiers for the U.S. Street Fighter League. Uh, on the east side, Just a Kid took the grand final over DR Mandrake to get his name into the Street Fighter League draft. He will be joined by JB, uh, who took it over Penguin Ice on the west side. Uh, Strider getting a top three finish. Good to see him back up near the top of the standings. But uh, So JB and Just a Kid will become players number three and four. Uh, to qualify for that Street Fighter League draft. The last two of those will be determined this coming weekend. Uh, and then on the Smash side of things, the big story, of course, was the Smash Ultimate Summit. Uh, there was that that storyline coming in of you have the Melee Gods taking on the New Wave, the Ultimate, and the, and the uh, Wii U players who was going to... Who was going to emerge? It was all about uh, the new wave of players. MK Leo getting the win, the buzz in second, and Gluttony from France all the way uh, finishing in third. You also had Zach Ray, very strong Japanese player, making top six. Uh, the so called melee gods, not a great weekend for them. Uh, when they faced players outside their own group, they went to combine two and nine. Only one of them uh armada got a win over someone other than the group in uh the playoff round who was it against <sighs> sorry i should have I, asked no. if you knew that before i asked i think it i think it was zero i i i read it i forgot to write it down i be, i do it believe was it zero. was zero it was zero get fucked zero am i right <laughs> <laughs> Right, John? That's just being spirited. (laughs) Truth hurts. Okay, what else you got? Uh, And then there was the, uh, I don't have a graphic for it, but that uh, 5v5 uh, NorCal versus SoCal. Dude, I I, I tried to watch that thing. I couldn't even find it. Well, you should have watched it because an Austin, Texas boy 5-0'd Team NorCal as a SoCal player. (laughs) How did that happen? I need more details. Like, this was it's good that it happened um and and it's like obviously it's not staged but i don't think that like the first time your show is on nbc you want to see a 5-0 maybe i'm wrong it was a 5-0 and like, the kid's not even from socal at all like he doesn't even live there who was it it was nigel he he's from taylor like you know 30 minutes north nice he used to come to the like, how do you guys see that how do you react to that is that a good thing considering what this was which was we got on to nbc right after right after uh saturday night live not the best time slot but we made it on like regular ass television in the middle of the or you know middle of the regular season uh but then it was a 5-0 i, I wonder what new people what new eyes if any we were going to get from that did we get them or did we not get as many because of the results or is it just good that it was there? I mean, was it hype? If it was hype, I feel like uh, it wouldn't necessarily have a detractor effect. It was it. hype and not hype at the same time. It was hype for me because Nigel played awesome and he kicked the shit out of everybody. He plays Balrog. Wrong. Okay. But um, at the same time, yeah, it was a 5-0 and it wasn't particularly competitive. So it was like, you know, yeah, I understand what you're saying. It looked a little ugly for on stream. Like they pro- like. 
you expect a 5v5 to take a pretty long time, and when it's a 5-0, yeah. it just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he go up first? Well, uh, yeah, he went up first. Like he, he literally just went in yeah, there, Nigel him, went first, bounced. cooked him, and left. <laughs> All the SoCal, the actual SoCal guys were just <laughs> laughing like the whole time. They were like, "This is sick!" Like, who, who, play? who did he Chris take Chris T was the captain. Okay, I mean, he beat some great players. He beat Alex Myers, Myers Samurai, Samurai. Dang, yeah. was it unfamiliarity or? Like with Nigel's style? Nigel's or? really good, man. I mean, there's nothing Dang. else to say. He's been doing good all year. He practices super hard. It was, uh, I'm proud of him. <laughs> um, I have, I don't have cable anymore, but I have YouTube TV and I looked for it. I was trying to record it so I could watch it and it wasn't even there after SNL. Well, some, uh, it was prioritized in the California markets. Ah. Some markets chose not to pick it up or chose to air it at a later time. Um, if you go on to uh, the NBC, your local NBC channel's website, a lot of them do have uh, links to watch it. Uh, I know NBC Miami has a link, as well as NBC Los Angeles. So it's very possible that you can still go back and watch it if you didn't get to watch it uh, live through that. Well, uh, I will that. watch it because I was interested, invested, and now that I know that Nigel swept, I've got to watch it for myself. Um, he goes so, super ham, too, so it's actually pretty fun to watch. Okay. So that's what happened last weekend. What's happening next weekend, Steve? Uh, the big event this coming weekend is Final Round. Uh, it is a huge event for a lot of scenes, you know, especially the Atlanta Tekken team. Uh, but... The big thing for most viewers, it is the start of the 2019 Capcom Pro Tour season. So we are back. The off season officially over. We're done. With all due respect to Arxis World Tour, it feels like once CPT starts, then you know TWT is starting around the corner. And then it feels like the season is going again. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, anybody here going to final round? What about you, John? No, um, I think I'm going to go to Northwest Bagers, but I just didn't really want to go to final round. It's just, it's all the way across the country and, um, and I just wasn't really feeling it. So, you know, that's how uh, you beat me to it, but you know, people have been <laughs> like, nah, I think I'll pass because it's final round. Um, we haven't talked about that in about a year. I'm I mean, surely fine. I've been to, uh, I think I've been to most of like the, the tournaments where you have like a, you know, you know, like there's there's Jabaley's CEO, there's Alex Baez tournaments, there's Big E tournaments, there's uh, Shin Blanca tournaments and such. Um, final round got a really negative, uh, you know, a lot of negative PR. Uh, was it two or three years ago? The year Street Fighter Five came out, I guess it would have been in 2016, where they had way too many people. But like we've talked about that a lot. And that was more or less a forgivable thing to an extent. It's like they had over a thousand entrants and they weren't ready for it. And uh, it's like, yeah, sure. But this is a long-running tournament. It's been pretty good. The East Coast tournaments have not been my favorite, you know? Um, and I think that's mainly because, not because they're super bad, but because tournaments like Combo Breaker and CEO and the um, and like SCR have really raised the bar. And it feels like a lot of the East Coast tournaments, for the most part, are somewhat stagnant. Um, so if I, if I had a critique, that's more of what I would say. But it's not, I'm not not going personally because it's final round. It's just not very, um, it's just not easy for me to do right now. And so I'm personally not. All right. 
I, I think the big thing is it's so hard for a lot of for for an event like that to get its reputation back. You know, you talk about the problems Final Round had, um, and, and and we found out, you know, 2017, 2018, uh, that they've run with much fewer problems. They've improved in a lot of areas, but they're still having problems getting players back into uh, into the fold simply because there's so many options like you talked about. There's CEO, there's Combo Breaker, there's NCR, SCR. You only have so many dollars and so much time to go to tournaments if, if you're not a sponsored player. So you have to pick and choose. Uh, the big thing this year was uh, a lot of people were caught by surprise about uh, the early or excuse me, the relatively early, I guess you could say, uh, cutoff for registration. So it was two weeks before the event. So there are some big names like Speed Kicks and Anakin who missed the deadline and are not going to be in the field. So there's a little bit of drama about that. But, you know, even for those players, they have so many, there are too many tournaments, I think, right now. There there's so many big tournaments out there that, Final round has to do something. They, it, it's so hard to get the taste of that 2016 event out of people's mouths. Final round also, I, I mean, I, I don't have the tweet or the, the statements right in front of me, but I feel like they've a couple of times said, this isn't coming back, this was the last time, and then final round comes back. It feels like that's happened a few times. Maybe that's just in my head. But. No, it has. They're the. I think it's really that they're the March tournament. They're the tournament that aligns with when Capcom wants to start their pro tour, and I yeah. think it's kind of kept them alive. But I mean, that's pure speculation. Well, it's funny know, that their final round in the very first tournament. Yeah, and I know Shin Blanca uh, has also spoken so much about like how uh, he's been having issues running the tournament, and he's been wanting to step away. But I think sounds like it's getting sucked back. You in. need a whole freaking staff, and in reality, it's a real pain in the ass to run a, t- a tournament of this size. Yep. It oh, really yeah. is. You know, a lot of people think TOs are swimming in dough. This shit is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult to do at all, much less do well. So I mean, it's... even if, yeah, they they used to like come up with these like oh, ten grand numbers, you know, whatever. And it's like even if they did make that, the amount of hours they put in, they probably made less than minimum wage. So yeah, you're not a. Uh... These guys aren't swimming in dough from the tournaments, I promise. Yeah, and to add to to add to the point that they've been proving, uh, Mike and I were there that 2016 year. Yeah. Where so was I. It was terrible, but uh, I went the year after. I don't think you went. No, I didn't. Um, and it was night and day because they switched over to the convention center. The floor was spacious. The tournament was really well run. Everybody was on top of their shit. Um, I can't speak for last year because I was not there, but I think that was a very good sign that they're on the up and up. Yeah, I hope it works out. So obviously it's the inaugural CPT event. We're excited about that. I think I saw on Twitter that uh, the Capcom Pro show, I forget the name of it, is returning tonight. Um, although in the picture, the talent, I, I, I didn't see Michael Martin. That dude got, um, he used to be the host and he used to be in charge of the esports social media, but now I think he's taken, I'd have to get confirmation, but it looks like he's taken John Diesel position and he's like in charge of uh, BizDev on it. So shouts to Michael Martin. If we can get him on the show someday, that would be cool. Ask him about it. What are the plans? Um, so anyway, yeah, final round, TPT, we're excited. Uh, new season of the game, at least one new character uh, in Kage. I know you're really excited about seeing Kage. Did anybody see this video where they were comparing Kage to Dan from Street Fighter 4's moves? 
And it's almost the exact same moveset. And uh, the implication being that they stole all the animations from Dan. Exact same. I mean, he's. I can see the fireball, but that's like a move that. No, it, it, yeah, used. the fireball is the obvious one, but then in reality, it's like pretty much every move in normal is is very similar to Dan's, including his wow. uh, idle animation. Hey, I have a quick question. Link me that. What is your quick question, Alon? Do when is the arcade version of Street Fighter V Arcade Edition coming out? Uh, I think it's on the fourteenth. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, it hits Japan. Okay, do you think we're going to see something new in that arcade edition? Uh, Maybe not in the arcade edition, but Ono did say he is going to be at final round. So you you got to believe there's something going to be announced uh, this weekend. Fingers 90%. Crossed. 90% that we'll probably get a new character announced this weekend. And if it's anything like the last, I guess, two character reveals for Street Fighter... Uh, we'll probably get him the following Monday, or maybe even later that day, or maybe even two hours before he's announced. Who knows? But do do do, do you guys remember? Yeah, do you guys remember when Arcade Edition dropped for Street Fighter Four? It came with the twins. I think Oni. Am I Oni mean? and Evil Rio were secret. Evil Rio. Yeah, but then they got leaked early from the arcade. I don't board. believe you. Um. Okay. So <laughs> that should be exciting. Are we there any other tournaments? Uh, that have important events. Uh, at final round, like a. You know, is for example, Tekken World Tour had a big announcement. Are they being featured prominently at Final Round? Uh, no, uh, Final Round is not part of the Tekken World Tour. Uh, TWT will kick off next month at the Mix-Up in Lyon, France. Now there so. is a Tekken tournament, right? It's just not. Oh yeah, part of the tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like, and Atlanta, you know, Atlanta, one of the hotbeds for the American Tekken scene. So you all, so that will still be a big event. It won't necessarily have as many international players uh, as you saw last year when it was part of the tour, but it's still going to be uh, pretty darn good to watch. Now I, I have the street fighter brackets open here in front of me. I don't know if we want to do like just kind of, a yeah, quick man, any juicy bits kind of talents that are there. Um, so I, I've, I, I haven't looked into this. I've seen some stuff on social media, people just reeling back at how the, uh, the brackets continue to grow with more and more strong players, recognizable names, and how much you can disperse that through 16 pools. It's like, obviously, it's going to be harder and harder to get out of pools. Um, looking here on Smash GG, the first two pages, uh, and there are 25 names per page, so the first 50 names are all players that you go, oh, they could probably get out of their pool. Um, the, the number 50, for reference, is Neon. Okay, and like he's a he's a great player, nice. and he's ranked as like fiftieth on. And then he's below him, CPT even, there's like before. yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's like shine is below that somewhere. So so that's what you're kind of getting at. I'll read like I mean just the the first couple here: Tokido, Fujimura, Problem X, Fudo, Sako, Jay Wong, NL, Oil King, Knuckle Dew, Daigo. That's the top ten. Now <laughs> we, we we we've seen people that get uh, those points early, keep them. But this is a premiere, not a super premiere, and I'm actually a little bit fuzzy on uh, how that all breaks down this season. Steve, if you will. Well, the premiere point breakdown is very similar to how it was last year. You still get 700 points for, for first. You get 350 for second this year instead of 270. Uh, but you, there's still a big value on winning these events. Uh, super premieres don't award quite as many points as they did last year, only a thousand instead of 1500, but there's three of them instead of just one. Uh, the three being Evo, uh, the Japanese premiere to be announced and 
the CPT North America finals. Cool. Sorry, I'm responding to Dash No Chris in the chat who's asking, are we talking about the top 50 seeds of final round? Yes, we are. Any other surprises or people that might be missing? Or I guess you have to have um, entered to be well, featured. I mean, so so I also have the pools up here. Obviously not going to go through all of them. But um, just I'll grab a random one. Pool A2. You got CJ Truth, Bon Chan, Tampa Bison, Chris G, Nova Spec. Yeah, and that's not even that that bad of one. You know, um, I'm trying to find one that's pretty. Uh, uh, you got C2 is Phenom, Itabashi Zangief, 801 Strider, Ramasama. Um, yeah, so so I mean, like these are you're gonna have your two. That's like okay, well, two people get out. Unless I'm not sure if they're doing the three out, I, but I haven't heard of anything like four that. Out. So I'm too. Four out. Four out. Or wait, no, no, I was looking at the wrong one. It is three out. Okay, three out. So that's good. So at least like people will get a chance here. But um, F2, Shen, Mago, JB, Neon, FGC, Ooh. Jesus, Nigel, who we were just talking that's about. That's horribly seated. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and there are, okay, so then you look around. There's one that, that only has Sako, Toy, Ryusei, um, and then like Joel. Uh, and so it's like, yeah, there's some that are kind of, kind of a, Yo, toys good. Momochi, PRog in the same pool. LPM. What about, what about H1? Problem X, Doomsnake, Moke, Terrence, and Shine. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's going to be a fun tournament to watch. I'm excited. Uh, I feel like I've been a little bit, uh, disinterested in Street Fighter Five for a while, but the CPT definitely always turns that around every year. This is a good one. Um, so no ticket world tour major. sound like they need some help. Why didn't they call Mike? Well, to be fair, though, as Steve said, there's enough good, and John said, there's enough good players in there that you're not going to be able to make them beautiful. Like, someone, someone's getting their heart broken this weekend. By someone, I mean a lot of people. Ultra David Breeze, pulls are wild. Person, yeah. Hey, uh, before we move on, Mike, what's going on with your shirt? What's going on? Oh, it's the finale of The Bachelor tonight. Right. So, it looks like you already got the rose? Um, I mean, I wish I had the rose, but... <laughs> Let's see who gets the rose tonight. You've been talking about the TV show this whole time? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about the Chris O'Donnell movie from like the early 2000s. I mean, we can watch that Mind too. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the Tekken World Tour. Finally, some announcements. Steve, you've been hoarding this information regardless of the fact that you know everything and that you write for them and that you're part of the Illuminati of Tekken World Tour. Um, you withheld it from us, but now the embargo is lifted and you can let us know. Finally, please reveal what has transpired in the world of the Tekken World Tour. All right. Well, first off, I'm not even part of the Illuminati as of yet. I might be. I might not be. That's still to be determined. But uh, today they finally rolled out the changes for the t- for the 2019 Tekken World Tour. Um, it's the this is not just your Capcom Pro Tour light. It is significantly different. Do we have slides for this? Uh, we do have a little bit. Let's take a look at some of the key changes first off. Uh, the big thing people were talking about last year was the money, especially for Tekken World Tour Finals. Uh, there was a $25,000 prize pool for the for the finals. This year, that's going to be a $100,000 uh, amount. And that amount is a baseline, which leaves the door open for some sort of mechanism uh, to increase the p- prize pool, whether that's through it, some yeah, sort any of idea? Have, have they even hinted at what it might be? I I don't know. It could be Usually DLC. It's a it could be a compendium of some sort. It could be merchandise sales. We don't know yet, but it is, and it might not even happen. But the wording means that there's a possibility for that being uh, 
yeah. uh, implemented. And 100 yeah, is already uh, a decent Olin chunk. Olin has a question in the chat for you, Steve. Yeah, that's a good one. Olin7 wants to know, what does the white text mean? Oh, it's almost that time again next <laughs> I'm all excited for the leaderboards to come back. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I love you all. I love you all. I feel um, like love's a different word than what you actually want to use. I, I, I love everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to give everyone a great big hug. Sometimes <laughs> it's around the arms. Sometimes it's around the neck. But neither here nor there. What else um, you got here on the key changes, Steve? So last year, there were two categories of events, uh, Master and Challenger. This year, there's four. Uh, a Master and Challenger return. There's also a Master Plus, which is Evo. Uh, this Evo is wasn't the first even year on the that, tour. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is the first year that Evo is, awards points for the Tekken World Tour. Uh, wasn't part of the tour last year. Two years ago, it was only an auto qualifier for the winner. This year, it's going to be uh, a full-out event. It's basically like a super premiere uh, for the CPT. Uh, and then the big, big change is that there are now dojo events. These are events that any TO in the world can apply to be to have their event be part of. Uh, they can... Uh, they can sign up one event per month uh, to become a dojo event. And th- this awards fewer points than a challenger, but still means that you get to earn points in your local scene. So if you're someone, for, if you're like Arslan Ash from Pakistan, if you have a Pakistani monthly, guess what? That event can now register as a dojo event and you can earn points on the tour. And that's going to be important because your the standings are now going to be based off 10 of your best finishes for the year. So it will only count your three best master tournaments, your three best challenger tournaments, and your four best dojo tournaments. You're going to see some insane locals like towards the end of the season when a couple of those guys at the top don't have four first places yet at a dojo event and they're going to be like your backyard is going to have ring chew in it. Like it's going to be, nuts. it's going to be nuts. Like something crazy but is going to happen. How, how much has the Tekken world tour leveled up? Just all we have right now is, is it on paper and like, and sure it could go to hell maybe in execution, but right now, how much better is it looking already compared to last year with all of the, well, not all of the, the few issues that it had, it's already immediately remedied those again, at least on paper. Like this thing is going places. So See, apparently we have Steve. We host a dojo. Maybe I'll host a dojo. Well, in your mother's basement. Let's do one. That'll well, be the, do one in the studio. <laughs> the we'll sister do it in the event. studio. Yeah. How many the people donk, are we going to get? The Donka Cup. You, you have to get at least 16 entrants Easy. in order for it to count. But four right here. Uh, there will <laughs> actually be four levels of dojo tournament 16 32 64 96 and the more players you have in the tournament the more points are on Uh the line and the deeper points are awarded so if you have a 16 if you have like a 20 person bracket it's top four get points but if we got another here the hot who wants to join donka cup so i mean that's like five people yeah we're almost there to 16 um i can get uh, how is there an age cutoff? Because uh, <laughs> I have two women at home that would be willing to enter. My wife and child. She's only uh, eight months old, to, but everyone who went the the uh, tournament has to be run through Smash.gg. 
and you have to be old enough to accept Smash.gg's rules. So I think at least 13. I don't know if there's like a King Ray Jr. exception. What about uh, what but, about a parent permission form? Yeah, I'll fill yeah. one out every day. I'll fill one out for your kids. Overall, this is a pretty exciting announcement. Looks like they fixed the main <laughs> problem from last year, which was the prize pool in droves. Yeah. Looks good now, and then yeah. everything else looks cool too. So, uh, speaking of, we can take a look at how that prize money breaks down uh, because you look at oh, that's real nice last year. It is a massive change. The it is a much more backloaded uh, prizing system than year one, which was about two hundred thousand dollars in that prizing. But you've got th the winner taking home thirty thousand dollars, which is four times what it was last year. And even you know if you just make top eight, if you make that last eight, you're taking home twenty five hundred dollars versus seven fifty. So you're going to get much more rewarded. Uh, for making it to the tour finals. You know, $30,000 is more than some people make in a year. This is one event of, or one weekend of heated Tekken action could make you $30,000. It's incredible. Fighting games, guys. All right, anything else that you want to talk about Tekken World Tour? There's obviously uh, some events that were announced. Yeah, we Some can people were concerned about the DreamHack one or pointing that out. Um, I believe there's something in Texas. Where is it? Uh, yeah, that Kumite is actually Texas. going to be nice. one of the challenger events. So we can kick it off with the master events to talk about that Atlanta situation. Uh, I know a lot of people were disappointed, myself included, uh, for final round not being part of the tour. But uh, the final master event of the year is going to be DreamHack Atlanta. So the Atlanta scene will still get represented. Uh, you also have, you know, events in uae in dubai you have a, a master event in south korea uh, you have ceo combo breaker the the usuals but you also have collision which is a new event in peru uh per, the peruvian scene so many great players including sapito and abel del maestro so it's good to see them get representation truly a and, world tour swag. yeah and e even if you look at the challenger events, you've got some expected spots, uh, Northwest majors, Kumite and Texas, which you were talking about, but two spots you wouldn't necessarily expect to see uh, tournaments. Uh, Cape Town showdown in South Africa. Cool. Sick. That is going to be, and then uh, you've got two events in South Africa or South America, excuse me, TXT in Argentina being the other one, uh, the other South American event. And like I said, with these dojo events, pretty much any Tekken tournament in the world has the ability to be a TWT spot. So you're going to see, I wouldn't be surprised to see one or two players from regions you wouldn't normally expect uh, get close enough through the dojo events so that they can justify going out to a late season master hey, event. Uh, wake up at 10 a.m. or wake up 10 a.m. says no Korea. Uh, there is actually a Korean event, uh, master event, Rocks and Roll Korea. Oh, there you go. It so is surprising it, that Korea doesn't have more of these, but I mean, there's various it, reasons for that. It is a little surprising. Japan doesn't have all that much either. They've got the Osaka Challenger. Uh, and they've also got the Tokyo Tekken Master. But really, that's the one sort of downside to this. But again, 
you've got the dojo events where you're going to have to go to. Because if you're knee and you win the first three master events you were, you enter, you can't improve your score. The only way to go to improve your score after that is to go to these challenger events and to go to these dojo events. So yeah, we might end up having like knee and rang towards the end of the season showing up at our basement. Try and get those the Donkey Cup. People, when you're looking, at, obviously it'd be better if there was more, you know, Korean and Japanese events, possibly. But I think people have to realize like the craziness that is the Tekken World Tour and like the way it's grown and like the way they have to explain this to you know, Daddy at Namco Bandai. It's like this has been an Evo for what five years. It was an Evo two years as like an arcade board that didn't exist on console. Um, the first Tekken World Tour I remember was like, oh, cool, Tekken's there. Like, it was still a game where JDCR and Saint were the only two sponsor players beating everyone's ass at every tournament. And then it got popular enough to where it became this phenomenon, and every year it's getting this much bigger. Like, I promise next year any problems they have this year will be solved even further. So, like, whatever complaints you have, they're, they're, they have a good track record so far of, uh, of getting them done. Ranking points. We have a breakdown here. Uh, this is for the Tekken World Tour. It looks pretty slick graphic, not ours. Um, hashtag TWT. What's, what, what are we looking at here? Uh, but yeah, this is just yeah. uh, showing how those points break down. Uh, the Master and Challenger events, still the same from last year. Uh, you see with the Master Plus, there's two new levels for first and second, and then everything else shifts down one. This is uh, down two spots from a Master. Uh, and then with the dojo tournaments, if, if it's a 16 player tournament, you only get 25 points for winning it, but you do get a hundred if you win like a hundred person bracket, uh, that is a dojo. So, so you could see like, uh, if you're someone like a Wednesday night fights, you can de decide, okay, once a month, we're going to, we're going to say this night is our, uh, dojo event. So you could see Jimmy J out there. You can see Speed Kicks out there, and all those guys. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big uh, undertaking for the the people hosting the World Tour to navigate and check out and accept all these dojo events. But it's gonna be cool if it works. Markman in the chat saying, "I'm so glad Tekken is doing better now. I remember the old days trying to even get the game into Evo. I mean, Doug, it wasn't that popular for a lot of years <laughs> that I was in the fighting game scene. It was like, oh, cool, that's like the 3D game that some dudes play in Atlanta." I mean, that's literally, like, the status it had for yeah. years. And in I, Houston. Um, I went through the uh, the Smash brackets, the Smash GG brackets for most of the big games at um, Final Round, and I have the numbers uh, with where they're at right now if you guys want them. Let's hear it. So Tekken 7 is uh, 291. Second only to Street Fighter V, which has 317. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters 143. Dead or Alive 6, 85. Smash Ultimate, 158. Soul Calibur 6, 129, and Blaze Blue, 56. And what are these numbers currently. for? These are what the Smash GG signups say for um, for final round. Okay. Oh. So these are how many players are signed up for each game right now. And I'm not sure if they have emergency registration. I think final round normally they does. Do not. They, they do not. So are these not. final, or is it is it closed up? It's closed up. That was part of the controversy, that there was yeah. no real... So yeah, this is this is... The numbers you see are going to be the numbers you get this weekend. Yeah. So Tekken 7, 291. Not a bad kickoff to everything. Cool. All right. Any other Tekken World Tour stuff you want to talk about, Steve? Um, 
you know, it, it feels <clears throat> like this was because Rick is a uh, the Hato is a very big part of uh, the the TWT operation, and this feels like this has his fingerprints on all over it simply because of that dojo system. You know, this is one of those things where if it works out, I would love to see. I would love to see CPT adopted. I would love to see other. Yeah. You know, you, we did see some of that with like the community run brackets uh, for Marvel or the community run championships for Marvel and uh, a couple others. Uh, but I would love to see some way of connecting more scenes into this big picture to, to help prevent the separation between the pros and everybody else. Here's the one, the last thing I want to say about the dojo events, which is cool, which is that because you can only get four to count for your placement, I think it leaves a lot of motivation. And and some people will argue it's not the right type of motivation, but you know, you might see some of the best players at your local bow out at the end. And you know, that's motivation for the other players who can maybe get some points. And I mean, whether or not it's going to put them anywhere near the level of being a contention, I think people like being able to see that they're ranked on the on the leaderboards, and I think this will do a lot for for local participation and launching. Shasta White Shadow for the sub. Thank you, White Shadow. I think the I think the maximum amount of entered events is a good idea, and I think it's going to stop some of the issues we had on the CPT, where it's like the same, you know, sixteen guys travel around to every tournament the whole year, and it kind of feels like the same thing. All right. Um, what else y'all got? If not, we're moving on to Mortal Kombat 11, Cassie Cage trailer, and Aaron Black officially confirmed, and the story trailer, which we won't actually go into. Finals are going to be in Bangkok, Thailand this year. Date to be announced. But, cool. So, so globe, uh, again, we're seeing that uh, finals rotate among the con- continents. All right, let's watch a little bit of this Cassie Cage trailer and then discuss it. I actually think the the fatality is hysterical. I've got really weird double, two different feelings about this game. One is that they put a lot of personality into the characters. It's cool. The other is that the game looks like it sucks. But, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. So um, really care to elaborate? <laughs> I just, I like they took away the run. Like every, everyone I've talked to that played the game personally says it feels worse than MKX. Like, I don't know. Where did they play it at? The fucking, the, yeah. the, the, the intro event or whatever? Yeah, the intro event. Worse meaning what? Like not like Mortal it's Kombat because like, it's clear that they're moving towards a more like thoughtful cookies based. I don't know. I'm being a hater, but I'm gonna play it, so we'll see. Well, yeah, like, but, I mean, that, that was the original. It's extra clunky and hard to play. I get that. Um, I mean, that that could be argued. I think. Um, but at, but I think as far like I'm excited to play this game competitively because of what I've heard about it so far, and I haven't had any time actually with it yet. Neither have I, I still so, I can't mean, get over how much Kano looks like Austin. <laughs> Dude, you have made, listen, I don't watch wrestling, so this reference is wasted on me, Steve. I hope well, our audience I, appreciates I it because you've said it every single you. week. For the people. <laughs> um, give me a one in chat if you want him to continue to uh, compare Kano to Austin Aries every single week. Give me a two if you think I'm an asshole. All right. Um, the the this particular yeah you're hilarious Alon I know you super super quick to write twos in there hater check out this this is the the crushing blow or killing blow or, or really hard fatal blow or whatever fatal blow but just wait for ouch. the um, oh the, that wasn't the fatal no 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 here it is here it is check it out check it out here we go in silence y'all let's just enjoy this 
Shooting. Kicking the ball. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's oh, fantastic. That is fantastic. I'm disappointed with the number of twos in here, guys. Jesus. So she like unzips it. The fatalities look so good, and then when the game's running, the animations are so weird. Don't worry about it. It just makes no sense. Like, some point that, like, I don't know. Wait, okay. what looks? I haven't seen what you're talking. I've never gone like, whoa, that looks crappy. Like they've all been pretty visually good, in my opinion. They all crab walk sideways. I don't know. This is a, no. This the is the a, animations are definitely better. That's been one of the main critiques of this game is that they look weird. The animations are weird, but I think they did a fantastic job on this one. It's looking much better, and I can't wait to play it. I'm gonna pre-order it. I'm gonna play the beta, and then I'm gonna do fatalities online. <laughs> Female characters also look. A lot more realistic. It, it, they it, really it, do. It, it it felt like the last couple games. It was very much uncanny valley territory for for the female characters. Everyone was much just more a supermodel. So. It, it didn't even feel like they were supermodels. It just felt like they were off for some reason, more, much more so than the male characters. But it that is one thing that I'm glad they got right, so that they can just kill off that meme. Yeah, that and their. Um, the other thing that was revealed was Aaron Black's official look in the game. He looks sick. I'm not crazy about the design of his hat, but the rest of it looks pretty cool, dudes. His other hats have, uh, like a row of bullets going around, which is interesting. And that was the case in MKX as well. Uh, but I mean, these characters are going to look different. I think like every time we see them, whether it's variations or just customs from, from people. So I'm not like, I say that to say, like, I'm not sure how much to invest emotionally into what these guys look like and how to react to it, because it feels like they're different every single time I see them, every time the game is pulled up. Um, some people are excited for him. Some people are curious about the amount of belts that he has on. Um, yeah. Why does he have belts on his arms? He's got belts on belts on belts. Hey, it's like you, an anime character. Can you guys tell what that says in the gun? Is that? It looks like just a design. Why don't you enhance? It looks like flames. Yeah, it's yeah, like just, some... Yeah, I was hoping it was going to be like some sick signature or like something meaningful, but I think it's just... What was, the, what was the name of that old... Uh, it was like vaguely tribal tattoo style shirts. Like, why do I want to say Eddie Bravo? What are they called? Affliction? No, close, oh, but... Ed Hardy? Ed Hardy, that's what it was, not Eddie Bravo. Yeah, the love kills slowly. Every girl in my, like, junior year of high school had those. Yeah, well, that's pretty much what that uh, scribbles on his Ed Hardy, like Aaron to me. Black, that's funny. Um, okay, so you guys excited about that? He looks cool. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm feeling this MK much more so than I've felt previous Mortal Kombat uh, edition, so I feel like I'm gonna make the jump. I'm the gonna play it here. I'm gonna play it. I'm going to play it somewhat seriously. You know, hopefully I don't completely suck and give up like two weeks into it. Steve, you and I are gonna grind it out. I'm gonna grind it out. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're grinding it out. John, did you see what I was doing, John? What? When they said they were gonna grind, did you see what I was doing, John? That's rude. Oh yeah, this is like a, a gay together joke. That's funny. Um, Gil Zero in the chat reminds us, and I and I just saw this. I can't believe I forgot it. But there is a combat cast next week, and they did a little tease of a character dragging some kind of a weapon on the ground. And pre, I'm 99% sure it's Kotal Khan. Um, so it, looking forward to an official Kotal Khan reveal next week. Not a not for sure, but 99%. Um. Yeah, uh, I think Kotal Khan's awesome. Is he supposed to be like Shao Kahn's brother, or what's the deal? Or is that like his his Rasa brother is. that he married into the family uh, from south of the <laughs> nether border? 
I thought it was more like the Sith, where you don't have to be related. You must to like Kotal Kahn. For Hell yeah, he's dude. He's kind of like T-Hawk. Well, I wouldn't go that far. But like, Praise he's like an Aztec guy, which I think is cool. He's like vaguely Olmec. He does remind me of Olmec. Yeah. Olmec? <laughs> if they put Olmec in MK11, I'd be excited if for it. If they put so, Rick So Fox. we're dropping wrestling. So my wrestling, my wrestling references are not okay for the show. But you could drop some freaking Legends of the Hidden Temple references. Dude, if there was a, a temple stage where you could do so many things, like you could knock him into Olmec's mouth and he just chomps him, or the temple guard comes out and stabs their head. Dude. Have you ever dude, watched those compilations cool of people trying to put together the, oh, the, like the just monkey? Botching it hard. It's, it's pretty yeah, funny. That, no, everyone would get stuck <laughs> on that stupid monkey. No the one could figure The Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Uh, no one figured it out. Why are kids so stupid? It's a good question. Like, I'll watch that. I'll watch that show, even though it was recorded twenty years ago, and the kid is like seven or eight, <laughs> and I'll still yell at the screen. Makes sense coming doing? from a guy wearing a Doug. I shirt. think I think Shao Kahn and Kotal Kahn are brothers. I'm going to say that. <laughs> and, I'm pretty and, sure that's going to come out in the story. And I think that it's canon that Khan is a last name, like uh, Khan from uh, Star Trek is their third brother. In fact, God. it's Khan, Shao Khan, and Kotal Khan, Kevin Khan, and their pet Shere Khan. <laughs> Yeah, I work with a woman named Simone Khan, and She's uh, in there. that's her sister. So <laughs> they, they meet with me at Comic Con. <laughs> yes, and Comic Con. Oh, Comic Con. Okay, it, it, that's where that comes from. It's their family reunion. So that's exciting. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is gonna be sick, as you said. Uh, the story trailer was cool. I hope it's sick, man. I'm being a hater, but you know, I do hope it's sick. I thought the story trailer was cool. Uh, they showed. Again, Kotal Khan is in there. Uh, just to refresh your memory, that's Shaq Khan's brother from South of the Border. And uh, Shaq Khan as well. I think that's their mother. And that's all the Khan jokes that I have. Let's move on to the thing that Mike said, don't watch it. Let's watch it live on the show. Isn't that exciting? I was saying no, you built it up. I think it's more, it's a funny trailer. What's so funny it's about goofy. it? Okay, so it's just been of a slow start, right? This is for Grand Blue um, Fantasy. Grand Blue Fantasy Final something. I don't know. Um, so at first, there's some guys talking up in the upper right corner. And they're talking about something or other. Uh, but this is going to be a character reveal trailer for the game. And it is a goofier character than what we've seen so far, for sure. Has it been 20 seconds? Because we can't talk about it after that. Is it only 20 seconds? Oh, we're, we're we only allowed. Ahead. We, we were told uh, that we would only give this topic 20 seconds i think we've gone over so take oh, that oh okay well, we're not even gonna get to the character then so i guess we gotta yeah. get rid of it all right well it's over oh, then. no no we're, no we're going we're going we're proving them wrong <laughs> no i don't know we just need to be longer than 20 seconds, seconds. who's this cat ear man is this the reveal it's a cat ear guy dude but with his cat ear friends <laughs> okay and they fight as a team <laughs> <laughs> right on i'm liking this so far i only see one guy on there oh but they'll see more you see they have the weird run back where they got a robot he's got a little robot tank girl yeah. What, what, oh, there they are. I get I, it. I, I. What? I totally get it. But it's not even. <laughs> and look at that to... now. Look at them now. They're fighting as a tandem. <laughs> and now this is the best part. This is the part I rewinded ninety-seven times. They bring on a goddess friend. Yes, you get to play as a giantess girl who shoots giant laser beams. Dude, she's huge. Yeah, she's real big. That's like Galactus. Oh, and then they party after. That's cool. Let's go grab a pint. So I think that's my main because I want to play the giant girl. You mean those are your mains? Yeah. I mean, I, I just only want to play as the girl anyway, but I'll play as them to play as her. That's pretty neat. I'm glad we watched that. Um, 
more importantly, I have so many questions. Go on. Start so, with the start so, with the first one. First one is why. <laughs> Second one is why. <laughs> um, Does this remind anybody else of Blade Strangers? A little bit. Yeah. You'd have to remind me of Blade Strangers first. It's the giant boobs one that's not dead or alive. I think this game is going to be more popular than you would think. That's what I'm going to say. I think the anime community is going to play this one pretty hard if it's even decent. Speaking of yeah, anime I, I being mean, played pretty hard. really into the card game at least. You know, I've I've never been into the series at all. So it's sort of like I, I see that I'm watching all of this for the first time. This is my first exposure uh, to giantess woman and her cat Bashonen friends. So <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just enjoying this experience as we go. Hey, let's cleanse our palate with this. We got the Green Ranger and then Mega De Magna Defender. You guys remember him, right? I swear only fighting games get this like weird thing where the game looks like it's from four console generations ago. <laughs> and nobody cares <laughs> and people accept it. Sometimes they accept Dude, it. That There's a live playing. stream going on right now for this, right? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that with Jay Wong? Uh, I don't know. I'm not watching it. I'm watching Dude, this. Dude, Goldar, Macedon Sentry, and... Uh, wait, who was that other guy? Lord something or other? Lord Dracon. Lord Dracon. Obviously. Let me just forward and see if like it gets more characters. lazily made into a bad guy. I know, right? It's like if somebody took Dan's designs and turned them into Kage. Kage Gia! Yeah. Oh, Gia's in this? And Cat? That's cool. Ranger Slayer? Um, let's see what else we got real quick. We're going to watch this in super speed because after this, we're going to go to the question of the day to help us transition. Wait. I guess the big news for this game is that no one would give any shits about this game except for the fact that it's got a bunch of like big fighting game names attached to the development. So it looks like it's got some thought put into it. It looks like a kind of cool game in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine fighting somebody and then they just have their Megazord just step on you? I kind of like that. That's, that's ridiculous. actually my favorite thing I've seen so far. But, but like, why wouldn't that's, you like do a, a cool animation where the entirety, like, if you're calling in a um, what do you call them, the espers or whatever from Final Fantasy, where they like you see a cool extended animation? No, they just bring his tail in. <laughs> All right, but yeah, Yipes and Justin and Clockwork have been streaming because Clockwork is the one doing this thing, right? He's on the like battle design team, I think. Okay, guys, and we will give away copies if uh, it gets more than a seventy-five on Metacritic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fair enough. Guys, uh, Excellent Adventures has officially put its own last nail in its own coffin. Put out an email that said, discontinued, we're done. No more trying to resurrect Excellent Adventures. I'm one of those guys um, that, um, that yes, I'm an 9 er but owe a lot to Excellent Adventures, in particular Gutex and Mike Ross doing their thing every Sunday. I would wait for those. I would hit refresh on the page to see it pop up and watch the ever-living shit out of those episodes and laugh and laugh and laugh and enjoy myself and be along for the ride for the ups and downs, share it with my friends and brothers and try to get them into fighting games with this show alone and by and large I had some success. Um, so even though, I will admit, you know, I hadn't watched it recently and there's reasons for that, right? Um, I was still sad to see it go. The reasons being that it wasn't Street Fighter 4 and also that Mike Ross wasn't on it. I, I, I mean, if that wasn't obvious. Um, even though there was plenty of great, uh, you know, uh, offshoots and uh, variations on the show and in the formula with uh, the reads, the menu. What was it? What was the one with Tasty Steve and the recipe? Um, 
and then also like a bunch of extra guests. I feel like, you know, that show was a victim of its own success and it was just kind of hard to replicate. And of course, we have Gutex on later. We'll talk to him about that because it is the end of an era. But we also put the question out to the peoples and we got some responses. The question was, uh, what were your favorite moments? Question of the day. Steve, you want to hit us with it? Uh, sure. Rushdown LTS uh, said his favorite uh, moment was the Mike Ross quote, quote, combos, I hit them. Resets, I got those. If you have time, uh, the, Google the uh, the remix of that. It's fantastic. Uh, the Aqua Azul, uh, his favorite part was when Combo Feet said, ooh, goddamn. <laughs> and that was, the, my favorite thing was that they somehow included it in that fake Peter reveal trailer for Street Fighter V. <laughs> yeah. It's golden. Uh, Naleb Makoto said that their favorite moment was when you realize that it's this show that brought non-FGC friends into it. It was a great gate- gateway and also a tutorial on how to have a great time playing online, which I think a lot of people need uh, to check out. Uh, TS Shogun, their favorite moment was Mike Ross Honda versus that Ryu player in episode 99 with Smug, uh, barely maintaining the first and only undefeated session on the show. Truly an edge-of-the-seat moment. Uh, and then, of course, Dr. Swagenheimer going with uh, when Punk was on, he said, quote, when Snake Eyes beat me, I told him, let's hook up the router east coast to west coast. See me online. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. I remember even buying the Christmas specials and gifting them to some friends and my brothers. And it's good times, man. That was just some quality content. And like in my mind, what are some of the like a uh, bygone era of YouTube? Now everything's like so commercial and packaged and all that stuff. And. Do you have any fond memories of Excellent Adventures, Mike? I do. I think my favorite moment was... I never caught it, like, super regularly, but I'd watch it sometimes. And I remember strongly Filipino champ playing and talking about the jumpers jumpers and just anti-airing the, the, the guy who was playing versus the second he jumped every single time and just screaming at him <laughs> from across the world into the void. And I thought that was the funniest thing ever. And I think the funniest part to me was how well he was playing in combination with how much shit he was talking. Yeah. In a way that only F Champ has ever been able to do. Was that the episode where he tried to beat a guy pushing just fierce, I think? That yeah. might have been it, yeah. Um, John, you got a favorite moment from Excellent Adventures? I... No. I mean, I appreciate <laughs> Excellent Adventures. I love both Mike and Ryan. Um, but I've never really been one to sit and watch other people play. Um, and and that's just me. Like, And I've I've watched a lot of it just because of, you know, posting it on event hubs and such and, and trying to find some of the best moments and, and whatnot. But um, to me, when I think about Excellent Adventures, I just think of more the impact it had and how significant it was to growing the fighting game community, specifically during this chapter where Street Fighter 4 and, and to an extent Marvel uh, 3 kind of blew the FGC up into this new golden era. And they were right there. And, and I really like the way it was put earlier. It shows you how to have fun online this was the time when fighting games transitioned into online. Um, so even though it wasn't something that I uh, sat and watched and appreciated on that level, I appreciated it uh, for what it did for the fighting game community. It's not lost on me how much people really enjoyed it and what it did in, in the sense of um, just integrating more people and, and having them, I guess, appreciate the FGC. All right. Well, we got to get Ryan on. So Steve, hit me with your favorite moment quickly and then we will bring on the man himself uh ryan gutex gutierrez my favorite part was when they had uh scar on 
and he was making that comeback with his Ryu, and he he, he got a th- a few good guesses in a row, and uh, I think it was Mike who's who suggested Ex Tatsu, and he said absolutely did it on wake up and got the round, and just mm-hmm. how everyone reacted to that was insane. Um, if you go to our Twitter, we had a lot of people who uh, included links with uh, uh in their responses to the question of the day so please check that out a whole bunch of great moments on there sweet gentlemen uh we're gonna let you go that's john velociraptor guerrero with the no longer blurred background he writes for eventhumps.com he also uh is on the eventhumps podcast you check that out too and we have steve ace king offsuit jerk who is the man the powerpointer if you need a powerpoint presentation just bring Steve into the office and have him point because that's what a real PowerPoint is. Uh, I would not recommend that. Okay. Well, like I said, do it. <clears throat> All right. Thank you very much, gentlemen. We'll see you next time. Coming on next is Ryan Gutex Gutierrez. I remember being like, <clears throat> man, these guys are the shit. And then I went to a tournament in Laredo. I don't suppose you went to that one back in the day. And they had brought in, that was like my first real tournament. I drove there with a friend of mine. In Laredo, Texas, and they had invited or brought uh, Micross and Gutex. And I remember Marvel had just hit Vanilla, and Jan was doing work. I was back when he had the big fro beard and the well, he always had the toothpick. But um, it was just great times. It, oh, it was the time that they interviewed uh, Broly Legs. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, it was a classic Gutex yeah. interview with Broly Legs that um, that I remember being received extremely well. And it was just like, damn, these guys are doing it. In fact. And they've I'm, grazed UFO with their presence many times as uh-huh. well, you know, and it's always been a big deal. And like always, as people Gina mentioned, Gina. like, you always see people who you don't even know or don't even play the games, but just loved Excellent Adventures and loved, you know, Brian and Mike. And I remember another time I went to a Texas showdown, the infamous bathroom Mortal Kombat Texas showdown. Oh, I was there. And uh, at the time I was doing my content creator thing and I was doing videos and uh, I got an interview. My brother came along who's not an FGC guy. And he came along and um, was helping me. He just wanted to tag along and do a little brother bonding moment. But um, we interviewed Mike Ross. My brother was like, who the fuck is that guy? He's awesome. Like, he's just like, he has that contagious personality. And I think all that fed into um, to the to, to the joy. That no, I mean, I've said, I, I think I've said it on the show a bunch of times, but, um, you know, gutex.com and those audio podcasts, I guess, if you want to call them, were, were part of my major intro into the scene for mm-hmm. sure. We're going to get him on here in a moment. Um, any updates? I, th- I thought I heard him click a clacking, then he came off. But uh, so we're going to talk to him about, of course, Excellent Adventures because it's the end of an era. And we're going to talk to him about, I mean, this dude is really a pioneer. Like he's in, in the best possible way that I can describe it, like a hustler. Like he figures out how to make things work and he pushes the envelope and he's done a bunch of cool things. Everything from the content that he's created to like showing up as future Gutex at E League. You know, like this is a guy that is on another level um, in an interesting way. And uh, we'll talk to him about that and more. He's also got a new podcast called the Untitled Esports Show, I think is uh, the title of it. And um, yeah, the guy the guy never stops moving. So we're excited about that. Gutex, are you with us? Gutex is not with us yet. <laughs> For the record, I did do, uh, we, we did test the call prior to the show and he was there coming in loud and clear and very, uh, you know, images looked good and everything. So we're going to blame this entirely on Alon. Yep, this that's, is Alon's fault. Uh, he's a technical director, yep. 
and he has technically failed us. Sure. So, uh, so I can actually talk about my favorite excellent. <laughs> or you could get new ticks on while you do that. He's currently offline. Oh. I think he had to restart his computer for a copy that. Too. Copy that. Okay. If you look at the teleprompter, you can see that. Okay, I see that. Well, you know, I need to put my glasses on. But what was your favorite yeah. moment, Alon? Now you mention it. Uh, my favorite moment was the fact that you could see another side to the pro players when they were on that Oh, show. for sure. That's I remember, a good point. I remember the first time I ever saw K-Brad on there, and I saw how hilarious K-Brad was after like having seen him at tournaments and not talking to him because, you know, uh, the old intimidation. Sure, sure, sure. Being around the you know, sometimes they're inaccessible. Yeah. But then when you see them with their guard down uh, in a yeah. setting like yeah, uh, X-Men Adventures. Yeah, see that everyone was just a person. I remember that. Uh, what was that? The, the DiCaprio thing. The yeah. DiCaprio. Hell yeah, man. That was some good-ass episodes. Yeah. So many fun memories. So it made everybody really approachable and, you know, it kind of tore down that barrier of like, oh, maybe we shouldn't talk to them. For better or worse. Yeah. No, I think for better. <laughs> I think for better. Yeah, yeah, I think for better. So uh, let's give it the old college try. What do we got here? Elon. We need we we need the chat to hit us with um with some uh some pog champs here. Otherwise it's not gonna work. Naughty Senpai, please don't bring up Marn. I still have nightmares of the time that um Okay, we're getting it. We're almost there. We're almost there. I I can feel it. Sorry, can you I can hear you. I can hear you, but we don't see you just yet. I bet you that'll boot up here in a moment, though. But all right, there. Jesus, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Pog champs. It was the Pog champs in the chat. Oh Thank you very God. much. We really owe a, a debt of gratitude to the, to the chat for uh, helping sending their energy to you and uh, bringing you on. There it he works. is. Now we see it him. Works. There's the man, right. Ryan. How you doing, man? Thank you for coming right. on the show. Sorry. We totally did these uh, tests earlier. <laughs> Everything was working fine, and then obviously, when it was time to go live, it didn't. It didn't work, so I had to restart this bad boy. But You're everything's good now. Fine. How are you guys? Thank we're you for having me. Yeah, we're doing great, man, and we're uh, grateful to have you on. I think if I if my count is right, um, this is the third time that you come on a show that that we're a part of, right? Because it used to be best of three when we were with Dottie Sports, and now we're independent, best of five. But I still Sounds count this right. all as as one big run. How are you doing, man? Doing great. Doing great. Super happy to be here with you guys. So, yeah, thanks for having me back. So, so of course, the, the obvious reason why we brought you on was because a whole bunch of us got an email, which I have to admit, at first I was like, is that email? Is, is he talking to me? Is this about me? Did he write me a personal email? A friend? It's because of you? Um, no, no, no. Obviously, it was uh, clearly like <laughs> it took my name from when I registered, and uh, I guess I don't know. <laughs> Um, it's the power of you'll a never, you'll never know what kind of <laughs> lie to I, me, uh, Ryan. Lie to me. Tell me it was for me, but no, obviously it, it was uh, for everybody. <laughs> I, I sent out. There were a, the hamsters were running on their wheels. <laughs> email servers were on fire that day. But, my hands, my hands are killing me. <laughs> but of course, um, uh, you announced that excellent adventures that we know and love uh, was officially coming to an end. Not. An end to cross counters and all your other uh, video products, but cross counters in particular. I'm sorry, uh, Excellent Adventures. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seemed pretty clear to me that it was time to to move on. I mean, when we started the show in late 2010, it was a. God, it's been that. Different... Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> you guys... you old yet? Oh my God. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so 
you know, it had been a long time. Obviously, there had been a lot of changes. Um, and, you know, yeah, everything had changed. You know, Mike was Mike was gone. My like I've changed, let's say, as a, as a human. So it just seemed like it was best to just cut it off and not just, I don't know, continue to do it just for the sake of doing it. I, I, I hesitate to ask it because I don't want to sound like I'm disparaging it, but did it feel to you like it had kind of lost its luster and you were kind of like, damn, it won't ever be what it was? For sure. I mean, there there was a lot of that. I mean, you know, let's say, for example, when, uh, I mean, the channel as a whole was kind of mostly inactive, I mean, uh, for most of last year, right? So there was certainly a lot of time to reflect and there was, you know, it wasn't necessarily like a good time. So yeah. certainly the, all of those, all those thoughts had, had, you know, been living in my head for, for quite some time. I mean, things like, uh, you know, it's like, all right, well, Mike's gone, not coming back. Uh, you know, is this worth doing? Um, you know, does it have the same vibe? Do I even care? Um, all, all these things, um, you know, let, let's say like change of, change of games, change of physical location. I mean, everything. And so it, it all just sort of amounted to like, well, why, why were we trying to do this in the first place? And does, does it still serve like a real purpose, both like for the community and also like, let's say creatively for me. Now, that being said, nine years, I mean, coming from a point where you were making podcasts, you know, I'm assuming in your basement um, and playing like hoping someone would watch your video uploads of your Ranbats at Video 99 Street Fighter 4, like you yep. got to be happy with how things worked out that this many people are reminiscing over an email you're sending that it has finally ended. I mean, what a run. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know. Obviously, I'm I'm super grateful to everybody that was involved, as well as everybody who enjoyed it. You know, over the years, um, you know, like that's such. That's, I mean, essentially, like multiple lifetimes on the internet, right? So we, uh, you know, we made it. We made it through different games and different, uh, you know, everything. So I'm. I'm super glad that we that lasted as long as it did. I mean, I think that we really, you know, me, Mike, Steve, Ian, I mean, basically everybody who was a part of the show on the production end on, you know, on that side of things. I mean, I think we got we we got and gave more through it um, than any of us could have ever imagined. Because, you know, if you guys remember, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember, but we had. um like it just started because me and Mike were just, you know, bored at my house, at, you know, at my mom's one day, you know, like it wasn't, there wasn't some big like overarching plan to this. This was just sort of like a, a sort of happy little accident that <laughs> we got lucky. So, so let's, let's take it back, right? You're talking about the, the, the inception of it. Um, I was telling you when we were talking earlier that uh, I was looking at your Twitter feed and I saw the dog face interview that yes. uh and we have it here uh, uh, in your retrospective yeah so you won't be able to uh, hear it right but just just for uh <laughs> to hit you with the nostalgia oh, blast here oh my god oh and, my god and i know mike you, uh, a long time ago we had mike ross on and you talked about this interview yeah but i actually had never seen it i was watching it and i gotta tell you before we get into you know the inception of of excellent adventures how you guys came to be 
um, I was surprised, and I guess I shouldn't have been, that when you were introduced on this show, and look at young ass Ryan Gutex Gutierrez right there, <laughs> but uh, when you were introduced, he's like, you have a uh, very successful ebook right now. And you're like, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh. I remembered you writing an ebook when Street Fighter V was going to come out, How to Be Good at Street Fighter V, and I was like, damn, dude, this guy is like charting new territory writing an ebook. You were already, this wasn't even your first. You had already done that. What was your ebook about back then? Back then, that that was my first ebook. I guess the one that uh, you know we were talking about now is, pro I think that's like the fourth or fifth, but the 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 first one was, it was called the Third Strike Player's Guide to Street Fighter Four. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. You have to understand about Gutex. I'm a I'm a I'm a one trick pony. <laughs> I'll just do the same thing over and over and over in different flavors, and you know until it stops working. And yeah. uh, at the time, there existed a competitive advantage that SoCal had when it came to Street Fighter Four compared to the other parts of the country. Um, keep in mind, this is, you know, well before the release of the console version, you know, so um, we had a handful of arcades that had Street Fighter 4, and I was in a position where I could see the opportunity that that we had to, you know, try to create something useful for people, uh, because at least, I mean, I don't know, at the time it was like Street Fighter 4 was going to be this sort of it was like going to bring together the players from Marvel, CVS2, and Third Strike. Uh, so I was like, well, okay, well, let me try to provide some value for my Third Strike fellow Third Strike players and create this ebook. Um, and I, that was, I mean, pretty, pretty darn successful for what it was at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I've been I've been on the ebook game. You know, I, I it was just like it's only been recently that the past two have been on uh, Kindle, but mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, well, I just had to ask you about that because I was surprised. Like, damn, dude, this guy. Uh, and you cut yourself a one-trick pony, but I mean, if it ain't broke, right? Um, and, and certainly, you've had more than one good idea. Well, yes, thank you, and uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully, there will be more ebooks in the future because it's like I now I'm at a point where I have all of this experience, um, both let's say in-game and meta-game experience you know, that I think it, it's important to try to figure out how to, how to share it and empty out my brain so that other future generations, you know, don't, you know, can have a leg up mm -hmm. on what to expect and how not to <laughs> struggle so hard or well, at least struggle in different ways. The, that, that's future generations, but going back to these past generations here, um, this, uh, so I'm watching this interview and then again, here we also have baby Mike. Um, oh Yeah. So this wasn't the first time you guys had met. You mentioned you guys had been playing together already. You'd had him on the Street Fighter podcast a couple of times, but you had not yet started Excellent Adventures. Did this have anything to do with that? Um, I think that at the time, uh, because this was in um, January, February of 2009, so it was like, the thing that we did right after this was the first bar fights, which was in Pasadena, California. And, um, you know, the concept behind that was, you know, to create a, a main event style fight, uh, fight card style event that wasn't, you know, a tournament. And so 
I think being on the Dogface show uh, sort of gave us like a lot of momentum, which you know started with bar fights, continued with future um, episodes of the podcast, which we then were able to parlay into an opportunity with Machinima, RIP. And mm-hmm. then uh, it was only after, let's say, working um, together w- uh, on the original Cross Counter YouTube show for Machinima for uh, a couple of months that we were uh, advised by uh, one of their guys to make our own channel. And so we did that, and that was essentially how Excellent Adventures got started because and then, we needed content for our own channel. And, and but, but you know what's what's beautiful about it is like it's such a at the root of it, such a basic idea, right? Two friends on the couch playing a game, and it, it, you don't have to complicate it. Yeah. What, what What do you think was that secret sauce there, or did I just nail it? I think there were a lot of factors um, that led to the you know let's say the early success of the show um one of them i think was that we had a production or technical advantage in the sense of there wasn't a whole it it was much harder i i guess or much less common to be doing uh video capture much less you know full hd you know Mm -hmm. video capture like that um so i think because we were early to the game and were already sort of established because, um, you know, newsflash, like there was a time where Gutex and Mike Ross were very strong Street Fighter players. Uh, you know, so that because we had already had success in tournaments and had already been doing content and, um, you know, had, you know, good chemistry mm-hmm. and had like the production technical advantage of being able to crank out this stuff uh easily i think were probably a lot of the reasons why the show worked and also of course you know like street fighter 4 uh you know really caused a revival in terms of fighting games as a as a genre as a whole um so i think that all those things really sort of led to you know why the show was able to you know to work um but, you know, that's also part of the reasons why it seemed like it was time to call it a day, you know, because a lot of those things just weren't the same anymore. What impact does Street Fighter Five have <clears throat> on Excellent Adventures, if any? I mean, it's interesting, right? Um, so part of what part of what I think a lot of people, myself inclu- included, really enjoyed about the Street Fighter four days of the show was that <laughs> that moment of suspense of whether or not the, the you know the the player was going to come back for the run back or not mm-hmm. uh, sitting in the lobby being able to like send the messages being able to read the messages mm-hmm. I mean that was super fun and a lot of that was not there in Street Fighter five. Um, you know, it's really, man, it's really unfortunate that it turned out that way, especially because at the beginning when Street Fighter V launched, I mean, we had such great viewership. I mean, the first, you know, we had Combo Fiend on as the first guest. I mean, we had like a slew of heavy hitters at the, at the top of, of Street Fighter V and, you know, they didn't even add stuff like two out of three and ranked uh, until 
later. And it, that was like one of the things that I guess we thought that we wanted, but the way that they implemented it didn't actually um, seem to help or seem to work all that well for whatever reason. And I guess, you know, the messaging um, that was largely gone as well. Um, and I mean, these are just like the things that aren't even really like subjective, you know, like the subjective stuff is like, Oh, like Street Fighter four is better than Street Fighter five or whatever, you know, that you yeah, have, that's like a completely separate discussion. Um, so I think in the early days that stuff, you know, even though we had this huge boost, uh, that stuff didn't end up working out in our favor in the long run. And then of course, you know, the early problems with Street Fighter five, I don't know. I mean, the lag, the all of the clunkiness um, in the early days, the load times, um, and then of course, you know, like I guess later on in the in the in Street Fighter V's life cycle, you know, Mike sort of um, getting. I mean, not just Mike, dude. Like everybody, everybody was like, "This game sucks." So I mean, you know, obviously we felt some of that as well. Um, I think I held on a lot longer than 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 he did, but you know I don't you know yeah. I don't blame him. I mean, it's just unfortunate now because you know the game is probably in the best the the game Street Fighter Five is probably the best now that it's ever been. It's yeah. just you know too 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 little too late I guess. Well, another thing I think people this far removed might forget is that you know early on you and Mike were you know pros at Street Fighter Four. Y'all were some of the best and. Yeah. Does that change anything? The fact that you stopped playing so competitively, has that changed the way you've looked at making content? Is it part of why you've made this decision? I mean, like what what transformed from the days where y'all were like super top players to you being more casual players who made content? I think a lot of it was um like I wouldn't say that stopping that not caring as much about competing would change ch changed um like the direction of the content, it was kind of more just like, I don't know, your, your priorities change. Mm -hmm. And the other thing was like, without the constant, without constant like training and practice, I mean, you know, we're just not as, not as sharp, yeah. but the intention was never to, let's say, make the content more, I don't know, more appealing to casuals or anything like that. It was more just like, oh, well, if we're not that good, it's because we suck and we don't practice and sure. because that's not something that we're like actively doing because the, the reality is that every competitive career has a life cycle, right? And um, it, it seemed like it wouldn't be like life changes, you know, like Mike went to go work for Twitch, you know, we were always working on a bunch of different projects. It's like, well, do I really have the time and desire to continue to compete? I mean, you know, it sucks to say, but you know, it's to the point now where it's like, I, I haven't actively played in a way where I was like serious about like getting better, you know, in, I don't know, months. And, and, you know, a lot of that, some of that, I guess, is the game, but I think some, a, a lot of that is just me 
changing or me my priorities being different i don't know i I don't know these are the things that happen when you get old i guess (laughs) and and you have a lot of irons in the fire and we'll talk about that here in a second but before we move on um i guess i have one of two questions here and you can answer which one you want first question is you're talking about street for five street fighter five is the best it's been could this show I know you said excellent adventures over, but could this show ever happen again? Do you think you could ever catch that lightning in a bottle again? Or is like that ship has sailed and let's just be happy that we knew it? That's one question. What do you think? I I I don't really I mean, here's the thing, like it's, it's a strong possibility that I mean, I'm still gonna be doing fighting game content and you know, maybe some of that would be gameplay, but I, I think it would be um I, I don't really see how we could. I don't really see how you could capture lightning in a bottle twice like that. Right. Obviously, there's you know, there's tons of other things that could could be done that could be just as successful, if not more, theoretically. Um, but I think that we were able to. It, it's like a moment in time, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was a long moment, mm-hmm. you know, but th- those. Those factors, I think they're just not yeah. there anymore, you know? So then the other question is, uh, and then we'll move on from Excellent Adventures, is what's your favorite moment from the show and its and its life, song, life cycle? <laughs> uh, hmm. Is that an impossible question? I, You know, I think it's probably a toss-up between... <clears throat> There okay yeah there's two moments that come to mind one one was uh, when we had Smug on and that was sort of like the conclusion of Street Fighter Four and we finally went undefeated and that was and, and it was a it was a great time obviously like Smug was uh, was a blast to to have on the show um, so that that comes to mind and then. The, the one where um, the one where Mike beats the uh, uh, the bot, it's like Mike versus the machine. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like it's crazy. I haven't thought about I haven't thought about either of those moments in in forever. But <laughs> that that's legitimately crazy if you think about it. <laughs> Um, all right, right. So we do have questions about what you're currently working on and your future plans, but we also have questions from our Discord and our chat. Um, I'll hit you with the obvious one. Do you still stay in contact with Mike? That's from C Trigger One Hundred One. Um, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I haven't talked to Mike in a while, and I haven't. Yeah, I haven't talked to Mike in a while. But that, I mean, last I talked to him, like we're cool. So I mean, we're cool. I just yeah, yeah, haven't heard back. Drift apart. All right. Um, Magori in our Discord says, um, do you plan on creating a series of tutorials or guides for any upcoming games like Sam Shore or Mortal Kombat 11? Yeah, it's definitely something to think about. I mean, I, I believe that every game, especially fighting games, um, sort of requires like a layer of foundational evergreen content so stuff like, you know, system mechanic tutorials, um, character tutorials. Uh, I think these things are really important at the beginning of the life cycle of any game. Um, so it's something that 
I would like to see done. I don't know if I personally am the one to handle those, but I have a platform and know how to sure do parts of this. So, I mean, if there are other people that were planning to do that and wanted to team up or collaborate somehow, I'm, I'm definitely open to it because I, it's something that I want done something that I want. Um, I want to be a, a part of, um, I just don't know that I personally am able to execute that myself for those games in a timely manner because there's so many other people that probably want to do the same thing. Um, but with that said, there are definitely, a, there's still a lot of content that I feel like I need to get out of my brain for like Street Fighter V and Third Strike and stuff. Um, so there is a possibility, you know, there's, there's a stronger possibility of that. Um, as well as, I don't know, some of the other like retro titles, like, I don't know, Marvel to maybe there's interest in exploring the retro games as well from people. And then one quick question here, and then we'll talk about uh, the esports show. <clears throat> Never knows best wants to know: Do you still lift, bro? Bro, fuck yeah, of course, <laughs> of course I still, of, of course I still lift. I'm sorry if I, sorry if I don't look like I lift. Bro. <laughs> we can't tell from this angle, but, uh, but yeah, well, definitely, it's a it's a part of me. Lifting has been the only lifting and fighting games have been the only things that have been. I've been that consistent with that are productive habits over the past. <laughs> so you, you you mentioned fighting games being the the constant, but <clears throat> you're on an esports show called the Untitled Esports Show, if I'm not mistaken. Will that show ever have a title? I I mean I'm open to I. You guys got <laughs> ideas? Feel free to send them my way. It's not <laughs> <laughs> but on that show you have uh, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Zorin. Zorin. Yeah, Zorin and Slasher. And Slasher, who are decidedly general esports. Certainly Slasher is a general esports guy. So are you, I mean, is this just a natural progression here to go into the wider world of esports or, or what's the, uh, what's the mission here with this show? Uh, good question. Yeah. I mean, so I thought about it towards the end of late last year and sort of thinking about how, you know, once I started making content again, I was like, all right, well, what, what really should I be doing? And at the time, you know, Excellent Adventure is still alive, so it wasn't it wasn't like an either or scenario. But I kept thinking to myself that you know revisiting the revisiting podcasts as a distribution method and a you know a you know like a viable content um, medium is was something that was worth doing. So I felt like I would I felt like you know, it had been 10 years, right, since doing, you know, the Street Fighter podcast back in the day, back when people thought that you needed an, an iPod to listen to podcasts. <laughs> and now, of course, you know, everybody listens to, you know, Joe Rogan and all these other big podcasters. So it seemed like, well, I did it before. Now it's a viable thing. Maybe it's time to revisit it, especially because there, I think there, there's going to be it's a growing sector of Twitch, I think, for uh, like long form discussion style content, mm -hmm. as you know, as we're doing right now. Certainly, you know, and there's no reason why podcasts can't start live on Twitch and then you know get put onto iTunes and Spotify and and YouTube and everything. So I, I originally I was starting to think, well, I can probably swing three to four podcasts 
on different topics with different people on different days, just myself. And so I was thinking like esports, content, and then like a general FGC podcast. And uh, so yeah, the esports, the Untitled Esports Show is the one that has seemed to have been the most consistent and as well as I've gotten the, the most amount of response for because even though we don't have like a super large um, audience right now, uh, it's not really intended for that because it's really intended to be more of like an industry podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are like, you know, screw esports, esports is boring and whatever. And that's totally fine. It's not for you. It's really more um, to connect with people who like are in the industry and are, you know, actively trying to do stuff because, you know, we, between me, Zorin and Slasher, I mean, I, I, we, we have to, it sounds dumb, but we have to have like at least like 25 years of esports experience between the three of us easily. Right. Um, and it's a blast to talk about it with these two because even though, I mean, Zorin is, Zorin comes from FGC. Um, so even though we're like, you know, you would consider them like me, the fighting game specialist, you know, they, they've been around for so long and understand what's going on both in fighting games and in the esports industry at large. So it just seems like a, a great time to try to fill this gap because, you know, there hasn't been, uh, like, for example, Live on 3, that uh, with uh, DJ Weed and Sir Scoots mm-hmm. and Slasher, um, you know, that show was around for a long time. And not to say that we're trying to be the next version of that show, but I do think that they left a gap and sort of by accident, inadvertently, yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we have, uh, you know, started to try to fill at least some of that in and, some way to, to, to industry people. And um, you're actually doing that show every Tuesday. Uh, and you'll be doing one in about 30 minutes, if I'm mistaken, although I'm eating into your prep time here. Um, no, it's fine. That's yeah, fine. We're going to start. We're going to start in an hour. It's fine. Okay, right yeah. on. Well, um, we're out of time here on this show. Uh, but, man, without at, at the risk of sounding sappy here, like I'm sucking up to the guest, uh, certainly uh, the work you've done has left an imprint. Uh, one of the pillars of the community, content you've created has certainly made an impact. And, uh, I mean, I think that fighting games owe you guys a lot. Um, with, with the risk of like blowing your head up. Right. But, um, <laughs> how many people via excellent adventures were like, Oh my God, I'm addicted to this stuff, but it really was excellent adventures. And that was like their gateway. And I mean, uh, what, what a, uh, what a stamp uh, on the community you guys have made. And, uh, it's a shame that excellent Thank adventures you. has come and gone. We will always have the memories and, but it's also great to hear that you're still kicking ass. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I, I really appreciate, you know, that you guys, as well as so many other people, um, you know, were so invested in the show and that we were able to reach so many people and that, you know, it was the gateway, (laughs) you know, excellent adventures was the gateway, was the gateway drug to FGC as a whole for, for a lot of people. And, you know, um, there were a lot of people that reached out to me, you know, replied to the email and, you know, shared, really um, personal stories about how it, you know, helped them through tough times. And, you know, people have shared those stories in person with us. And, you know, I know uh, it it was definitely something that me and Mike and Steve would talk about, you know, like anytime somebody shared one of those stories with us. Um, So, you know, I'm happy that we were able to 
to do that, you know, through the show over so many years. And I'm super grateful for everybody who stuck around. And hopefully the stuff that I'm doing now is still interesting to people. And, you know, we're just, just going to keep going. I mean, you know, there, there are these podcasts, but then, you know, there's uh, got a few other things that I've been working on as well in the music department. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. So that's great, Ryan. Well, thank you again for being on the show. I can't keep the show going any longer because Mike will miss the Bachelor finale. You can't miss that. And he's been waiting, talking about the Bachelor every week. <laughs> I don't want to come between a man and his Bachelor. You, know? <laughs> you can't. You can't. It's, it's the most important thing out there. Um, Other than excellent adventures in Gutex, of course. <gasps> but again, if uh, so we're grateful to have had you on the show tonight. Uh, if you want more Gutex and more of his mind, you can tune in to the Untitled Esports show, which airs every Tuesday night. That has Zorin and Slasher on it. And you also catch that on their on the Cross Counter YouTube channel, which I was looking at earlier. Um, all the episodes are there, as far as I can tell. Yep. So uh, twitch.tv slash crosscountertv will be going live in about an hour or so. Uh, the archive's on YouTube whenever. Yes, that's the plan. <laughs> and then, but then, yeah, there's also, yeah, for those of you guys that like house or house music or techno, there's also the, the new Cross Counter Radio Twitch channel, which is basically running stuff all the time now. So check and, that and out. And that's like music you're like. curating? Uh, yeah, actually, I've been working with a, a group out here called in Vegas called Soul State, and so we've streamed like the past four of their shows. Oh, right on. It's basically, yeah, so basically, um, you know, streaming from the venue, but now we just have the stuff running uh, on a loop. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that. That's another idea right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, as always, uh, as always, I, I know I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty ahead of the curve on this one because uh, music is the standard in gaming and esports, totally not the standard in music yet, but you know, I think everybody knows that it will be, so just trying to be on the forefront. All right. Well, again, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show, and we're hey, going to call it Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, man. Well, Are you guys you. coming to NCR? Not sure. This guy's in law no, school. No I got a kid. Right now. It's tough, uh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we were actually watching an old episode of Excellent Adventure when we conceived. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> y'all's power. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, we're real excited that you're on the show, man. And we look forward to seeing all the other stuff that you got cooking. Awesome. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. All right, man. We'll catch you next all time. Right, talk to you soon. All right. Later, guys. Later. Bye. So, um, you know, he mentioned that sometimes he's like ahead of the curve, sometimes too far ahead of the curve. Some of these things are like light years, dude. He's yeah, like light years well. ahead. Yeah. The ebooks and sure. stuff. But, uh, you know, it's that future Gutex, the future text. Somebody's got to bring it back. Shave off some of those years and be like, damn, I'm too early. Mike Ross has to watch. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mike Schiller, <laughs> aka Donka. Now I got Mike Ross on the mind. You know what I mean? Um, has to watch The Bachelor. Are you going to give us a full recap next week? If you want. Yeah. I'll, Hell I'll recap yeah, dude. Anything. All right, well, thanks. All, all I can do. <laughs> thanks to Gutex, of course, for being on the show. Thanks to uh, John and Steve and to our boy Alon um, for making it happen. It was Alon's birthday yesterday, so hit him up on Twitter and uh, send him all your Happy birthday, Alon. Biggest birthday wishes you possibly can. See you next week, guys. 